Welcome back to the We Was Dragons podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm your co-host, Chanel. And we are back for episode eight. Uh, actually, episode nine of House of the Dragon. Uh, again, I didn't pull up the episode name. Actually, I do have it. It's called Lord of the Tides. And if I sound weird, because I'm getting over the flu. But if my man Viserys can walk up to the throne with half his face gone like Harvey Dent, and he can give a speech at dinner, uh, then I can do this. You can rally. Yeah, that's for sure. So I can make it work. Um, before we get into the episode, though, we do have an email. Uh, Wait, we also you- need to acknowledge, we're so sorry. We will never put a podcast out this late again. Like, you guys have already moved. It's one day late. No, it'll. are you putting out tonight? Yeah, it's one day late. It's really a day and a half late. I just feel like there's, you know, there's a podcast I listen to, and if they don't put it out at 12 p.m. on Mondays, I am checking my feed. I'm mad. I'm considering tweeting them. Like, that's what I hope people, I hope people are, like, waiting by the phone for their, their stuff to upload. They be all right. Wow. They okay, be all right. Email, so you can email us at wewasdragons at gmail.com. Um, for pod. feedback oh yeah we was dragons pod at gmail.com thank you um this is from deanna hats off to my man viserys all respect i actually was teary all he ever did was fiercely love his family very emotional episode it was well done i agree hats off to viserys but what did you think about this episode Chanel? overall before we get into it very much pissed me off very much pissed me off it, it i'm tired of being pushed around emotionally by this show that's good that means it's a good show but i don't need like it i it i it's actually a physical experience of getting stressed about this show and wanting to stop and so um yeah i'm upset about the show but you know obviously like you said that means it's compelling but yeah, I was uh I was having some problems with this. This episode was so great because it actually showed you how basically 
it reminded you that Otto is really the cause of all of this. That that Allison and Rhaenyra actually were friends, and they actually do even at this point still care about each other to some extent. But and I know they said this on the after show, but that they basically said on the after show that you know these two women actually care about each other, but the patriarchy drove them to this point where they're fighting each other. And we finally think we're going to get into a good spot. And then old man blabbering in his sleep before he dies changes it all going forward. Um, but it was but it was really compelling. Like Chanel said, um, I I love this is my favorite thing about Game of Thrones because, you know, I'm a nerd. But like so many people watch this who aren't in the nerd culture and the idea of like watching uh, Middle Earth or like Middle, you know, old middle times you know knights and dragons the idea that millions and millions of people are watching this is hilarious to me but it's because they basically put a reality tv show and they set it in in the middle ages and then you watch all these characters deal with all this messiness and backstabbing and and plotting and fucking and all in a whole bunch and everything in between and they set it around in this world with no tvs and people got dragons and they drink milk of the poppy and it's it's just an amazing thing to see so this episode was all that to me yeah i mean i don't think it's that different from like you know comic book fandom because at the end of the day it's like you're looking for easter eggs you're looking for symbolism you want to know like things that are coming from you know like foreshadowing and all that um and so this show you know when Charmaine was on the show she talked about things that like she she didn't want to spoil but she was like you know there's what I wonder what they're setting up specifically in the book and that drove me crazy because I'm like I want to know I kind of don't want to know so I do want to tell you that I have looked ahead I looked at spoilers finally why would you do that I did that because I'm you don't understand how upset this episode made me how much I was like I want I, I keep telling you I want to turn this show off and so I was like the only way to really manage my anxiety around this right now is to understand where things are going so then I don't have to keep feeling like the show is doing things to like I personally felt offended by the ending of this episode and so I looked at, I won't spoil it for you I promise not to but I, I and I didn't look at that. I literally just know like big big beats, like what's gonna happen. Um, cause like I had before, I watched a show way after you this week, and I saw a um spoiler 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 warning that someone dies in this episode, and or it's pretty we're pretty clear someone dies at the end of this episode, and um I knew that was coming, but we had also had talked about it. We had speculated when it was happening and it finally happened. And so I didn't like knowing it right before the episode ended. But then by the end, I was like, oh, no, I need to know because I'm already just. I just need to know. So that's where I'm at. I'm not going to say too much, but um, you also probably can guess like it's not that like I didn't. It's not that crazy. I don't want to say it's not that crazy. We know there's a dance of the dragons, right? So we do know that something has to happen and go there. So I just looked at that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, we know that. They talked about that in Game of Thrones. Um, 
they I think they like described the Dance of the Dragons to some extent in that show. Um but yeah, it's basically a Targaryen civil war. We know Right. And so coming. what what a, a spoiler to me might be reminding me of something everybody else already knows, <laughs> like from Game of Thrones. So that's also that too. All right, let's get into this episode. So the show starts off letting us know that it's a six-year time jump. So this is the final time jump, by the way, of the show. Um, I saw an interview with uh, the showrunner, and he basically said they wanted to do all these time jumps to get them to this point. And then from here on out, these are the characters, these are the actors, you know, going forward of everything that's about to happen. But Rhaenys is sitting on uh, the throne of Driftwood. And... Wait, by the way, before we, just about the characters, what did you think about, okay, I, hold on one second. There we go. I felt that I loved the kids. The only one who just genuinely, I was like, how do we go from here to here was Aegon. Didn't Aegon look completely different? You mean Aemon? No, I mean Aegon, like the son Aegon. He looked different. They don't look like a dick to me, older right, and he, younger. Right, but I'm, no, no, I'm saying like the actual actor. Like I felt like older Amon looked like what younger Aegon or Amon could have looked like, and then older Aegon looked like a different nigga. Like he, he, well, he did like, have shorter hair too. Yeah, he looked cornbread fed. He looked like he was from a different era. So I just wanted to note that. But everyone else, I really liked the kids. Every I, they were the only ones who aged up. Let's see. Oh, and then we see the older Bela and um Reyna. So yeah, I, I was excited about that. And then we is this I guess we'll get into it, but I'm curious if if will we see Corliss again? Well we'll find out. We don't know okay. if he's dead yet. Okay. So uh, yeah. So like you said, Lady Rainus, the queen who never was, is sitting on Driftmark. Yeah, and she's talking to Vayman and we find out that the sea snake was fighting the triarchy and the stepstones and he got his neck sliced and he fell overboard right. and he had he lost a lot of blood but they said what's worse is he got a fever uh well, they said that he's burning within just yeah. how they described it and so he's expected the ship's expected to arrive at driftmark in three days but they don't know if he's going to be alive or dead so they need to have a succession plan about who's going to be the Lord of Driftmark. So, by the way, quick thing. Vaymon is Corliss's brother. Corliss is a second son. Who, do we, do we agree? No, that Corliss they... is not a second son. Vaymon is a second son. So, but, but remember how Corliss and Damon bonded? Yeah, he was that? making an analogy. He was saying... The Valerians are the second sons of old Valeria to the okay, Targaryens. Sorry, but didn't he also say his brother was a king? No, his brother is Vaymon, his younger brother. He don't got an older brother. He's the Lord of Driftmark. Okay, I. In the books, Vaymon is not his brother. Vaymon is his cousin. But in the show, Vaymon is his younger brother. I okay, I hear you. I think what messed me up was that. Like you said, he was doing metaphors, but at the time it sounded like they were connected. Because I think when we reviewed the episode, we talked about it. I talked about it as if they were, but okay. Yeah, so, he, he was making an analogy that the Valerians are the second, mm -hmm. like the second sons of old Valeria to the Targaryens because they got the dragons 
and the Valerians don't ride dragons uh, unless they breed with the Targaryens. Okay. And, um, okay, so that so we know who Corlys is, Vaemon, and then we also, um, so, by the way, I, the last thing I wanted to say is that um, who might have gotten the best deal on all of this, in a way, is Laner, because Laner wanted to go fight so bad, and Laner actually got to go, like, live, like, a combat-free life and do whatever, like. He probably know, fighting he, somewhere. People who like to fight find a way to fight. Yeah, but just the idea that his dad goes off to war and might die from it is just a reminder that like war is not like just a, a activity you go do. But anyway, so yes, can, so they they have to go figure out succession, and um, this is the this whole conflict makes me is why I'm so mad about the miscommunication at the end of the episode because basically what we like you said, they're all going to King's Landing now to kind of figure out to make a they're they're gonna go make the argument because Vayman has come to Raina Rainus and said, Why would you basically he's saying, Why would you give um the seat of the throne to Lyceris, right? Is Lyceris because he's he's saying like you both know he's not pure blood my brother would want me no he's saying even regardless of what my brother would want i should get the throne because i'm the next pure valerian and also he acknowledges that corliss cares more about like you know these bigger concepts and what the history books will say than what actually makes sense or what actually is kind of reality that's that's his argument and reyna's reyna's is not really feeling it and also um well, Rainey says what you're saying is tantamount to treason. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why you're saying this shit out loud, even though it's just us. And then um, she was like, my cousin would have your tongue for this shit, talking about Viserys. And Vayman's mm-hmm. like, look, I don't really need you because the Greens, they got the, they got the power now. Your cousin is a crypt keeper. He about to die any day now. So I'm going to go petition them and tell them I should get this. And they know that if I get on there, that I'm going to be on their side. I'm going to owe them one. And so they're going to pick me anyway. So I, you can either support me or you don't have to. But I'm going I'm going to King's Landing. And, and we Ray haven't... Was, was like, Radish was like, I guess I'm going to King's Landing then. Yeah, I'm following behind you so I can say my part. So we, we don't know much about Bayman's family. I don't know, like, if he has... I don't know what his deal is, but... I'm not, you know, I'm sure that while he's worried about Valerian blood, he's like Valerian legacy. Well, actually, I take that back. He probably genuinely is worried about Valerian legacy because if Corliss is dead, if Laner is, if Corliss is dying, if Laner is dead, he is like, I'm the last man, I'm the last Valerian man alive, which is actually insane if that's the case. Um, and yeah, also, he's the last Valerian because the girls don't have the name Valerian. Yeah, that's actually insane. So, in in this is my first moment realizing that um i probably should actually be on his this man's side and also that he's like in this whole situation he's actually the only black person in in so having having watched it and having thought about it now i'm actually gonna gonna say posthumously that um he was right but at the moment because he's going against rain rain who we like we're already in, I'm at least already invested in her, her idea of like, it doesn't matter who I've had babies with, I'm the queen. I'm kind of like, feeling like he's kind of tripping. Yeah, this is what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. About I Rhaenyra. heard you, I just didn't want to listen. 
So I've been trying to tell you, and the show has done, the show has purposely, um, up until this last episode, kind of stacked it so that you will cheer for Rhaenyra, but they had to give you a reason why what she was doing was fucked up. And even though you might still ultimately be on her side, you have to, they gave, this episode was basically like, now this is why what she was doing was fucked up, right? And that's what less what a lot of this episode was. Because this entire episode existed because she fucked Sir Harwin Strong and had three babies. Right, right, that's right. the only reason this existed. Uh, if she, because here's the thing. If Viserys, I mean, Corliss and Rhaenys know who Lenor was. They know that he was gay. Here's the thing. Corliss, Corliss care about his name more than anything. He says that. I'm pretty sure if, I'm pretty sure if Rhaenyra would have went to Corliss and was like, hey man, Lenor not getting his dick up for me. Can you just like help me put out a couple babies that look like Valerion's? I mean, you're not wrong. And we'll be good. And then at least they look like y'all and everybody won't bother us. Corliss would have done that shit. He would have absolutely done that shit. And they'd have had some some mixed babies out there that looked like Valerians. And none of this shit would have happened. But I mean, instead, to this day, she I don't think they tried this, hard enough. They didn't she try fucks hard this enough. pale, basic ass white dude that every that it's so obvious. It's so obvious who the babies belong to. And it's literally a slap in the face to everyone there. Like, to everyone there, it's like this obvious slap in the face. But once you go with that lie, you got to live with that lie, right? It's one of them things, like, when people lie to their significant other, you got to go with that lie to the end of the road. She got to go to that lie to the end of the road, even to the detriment of getting other people killed. She got to roll with that lie. And that's where I was, like, I was trying to say is, like, People out here just defending Rhaenyra. Oh, she just want to love who she wants. I mean, we'll get to it later. But just like a lot of people were saying Allison was hypocritical, which she was and which she is, Rhaenyra was out here. I don't want to do arranged marriages. I want to marry whoever the fuck I want. And this is the second time she's already tried to arrange her kids' marriage. Already in the in the show, since she had kids. She out here arranging kids' marriages. She out here lying and getting other people killed to protect herself. Wow. It's a lot going on, but okay, here's, well, okay. but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, I mean, just to respond to that real quickly, I think that it was, it was all. So the problem was that the, the only person really day to day upset about it was Allison and it was like in theory like she was just pressed about the, the idea of this happening and it just didn't it seemed like she just couldn't wait for somebody else to bring it up and that was annoying now for somebody to bring it up and legitimately bring it up I think the the bigger thing is making me think of is like the feudal system really like set up capitalism in a it was similar to capitalism in the sense of like winners and losers so the real problem here is that there's this idea that only one person is in charge and then everybody else has to jockey for position and it and it sets you up to be backstabbed to be killed to have to lie and all those things so 
um, obviously, I just want to point out that like the large, like, like you said before about patriarchy, like the larger system here is, is at fault because there should be a better system than just that child and that's it doesn't matter what age the child is doesn't matter what the parent what the parents relationship is um and then lastly i think that um i think that it is interesting too because corliss had was very clear about his wishes and so i wish that he and vayman had done a better job of figuring that out um but obviously so we, we see like when they all go to King's Landing that as you kind of mentioned already, the high towers are really ruling everything. Like they're all they're in their green. They're they're like running the um they're they're running like all the politics of the White House basically. They didn't change uh, all them tapestries as you said that I never noticed are gone. Or you're jumping the head, you jumping the head. Because yeah. we gotta go to Dragonstone first. All right, I'll yeah, pause, I gotta drag but, stone but the first. point is just that, like, we we see that, like, there's a reason, like, Vayman having this issue matters not just for him and his, like, whatever his family situation is, but it's just timely with them, like you said, with them waiting for Viserys to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. but also, Vayman wouldn't be doing this if Rhaenyra had some real-ass Valerian kids. Like, if them kids was Valerian, he wouldn't be doing this. But he's doing this because he knows them kids ain't fucking Valerians. Yeah. And so he's like, I don't want these white people. I mean, he's not saying that because racism doesn't right. exist in this world. But in our world, he's saying, I don't want these white people taking my shit that my family worked yeah. hard for. The last person I think who who's responsible for the situation is Laner. Because he definitely did not try enough. Like he like, and I think that we I agree that Rhaenyra is way wrong in her whatever but i i think what they did worse was they should have she should have just said look i can't have no boyfriends until i get this first baby out let me get this first baby out later whatever we gotta do like we said before like all all the marjorie stuff and then she and i really think if she had done more after that with whoever it would have made sense and the last thing i want to say is that i just realized that harwin strong reminds me of rip from yellowstone and that's the vibe he was giving so okay we can move on so let me go to Dragonstone and Damon's doing some American gladiator shit in the volcano to go down to where Cyrax, who is Rhaenyra's dragon, laid three eggs. Uh, so he cut these eggs out, which is really cool to see how like eggs get pulled out and stuff. We never really seen that in Game of Thrones. So that was kind of cool. So he takes the eggs to the dragon keepers, tell them to put them in a the warming chamber. They had a note uh, that a raven sent from Bela uh, from Driftmark, and it was basically, we didn't really, I mean, I didn't read that damn note, but it was basically telling them what Vayman was saying. So he walks in, and Renera's in, Renera's in her office, and Jason there studying High Valerian, he's fucking it up, uh, and Renera's like, listen, you're not gonna learn this shit in one day. Like, it's cool. Like, relax. And he's like, no! If I'm gonna be the king, I need to know this shit. And she's like, uh, you planning to kill me or something? Because it as long as I'm living, you're not finna be king for some years now. And he was like, oh, all right, my bad. And she's clearly pregnant with a baby. Um, and we'll find out more later. So right, Damon comes in. Wait, sorry, gives- I was on mute. One, real quick, what he was learning, apparently, was one of, like, a story about either Aegon the Con- he was. I think he was talking about Aegon the Conqueror, and it was, like, before he 
before he united like basically that was the story of him like stepping on land in the beginning of his like Conquest. like yeah conquest and so that was like interesting and i think it um it just definitely shows that actually regardless of everything this child is actually training for his job and no other kids in the situation are doing that besides well, maybe amon in a way amon yeah but in a different completely different <laughs> way completely different way yeah. <laughs> but yeah he's definitely training for that job um so uh damon comes in shows renera the note and renera's like this nigga wanted to call in the legitimacy of my kids. And I'm just, and I know everybody's there is just like, but he's right. But, you know, you got to stick with that lie. I mean, it's gaslighting at this point, but it's, it's the big he's lie. He's definitely gaslighting the fuck out of people. And Damon says he don't really care about that shit. He only care about Driftmark. He want, he want Valerius to be in charge of Driftmark. And he know that Luceris ain't no goddamn Valerian. Um, One thing I will say about Damon is he, you know, we see him with his third wife now, and I like that he's not changed. He still, he still don't say but two words, and he don't give a fuck about nothing. And if he's like that with Rhaenyra, then that means that maybe he was himself with Lena too. So that makes me feel better about Lena, his experience with Lena. Damon says, you know, she says, well, Rhaenys going to back him. And Damon's like, listen. Whatever disagreements we had with Rhaenys, she's not finna do that. And if Rhaenyra was like, she thinks we had her son killed. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not like a we had a faux pas and like we we didn't communicate well. Like, but I think Damon Damon understands that like Rhaenys is like not new to this. She's true to this, and so she's gonna still make a political decision no matter how. And, and I think also the proof of that is the fact that they didn't come try to kill all of them in retaliation either. Like. You know, so there's kind of something to be said about uh, Damon's assumptions. So then they were like, let's let's set sail to King's Landing. So they get to King's Landing and, uh, you know, they announce, you know, Rhaenyra, the heir to the throne, princess of, you know, Dragonstone, all the bullshit. And she gets out and ain't nobody fucking there. And then this time, when someone of that stature shows up you're supposed to roll out the red carpet right you're supposed to like the king the queen's supposed to be there the, king, the king's not he can't but you know you're supposed everybody's supposed to be there they ain't there this was on purpose because we heard Otto later talking about where they where they greeted of someone at their stature with so much fucking shade yeah there is one guy who greets them what do you remember his name I no i don't know his name but i know that i was reading something that he is one of the people that's there that's actually on her side. That's yeah. on her side. So, so with that uh, said, I think that the people, you can probably tell by how people treat her this this semester, this episode, it'll definitely give more um, insight into who is like, who's like, okay, I know about the kids, but I really don't care. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they get out and they like, this this don't look like King's Landing. The fuck is this place? Yeah, it's whack. All the pictures got taken down. There ain't no orgy pictures no more. Ain't no tapestry. He put up all these Jesus pieces all over the kingdom. You know, they got a big ass seven pointed star hanging in the fucking uh red keep. And she like, I don't, I don't know this. This is not my house. What the fuck happened here? Then they kept to uh the count the small council and they talking about some nonsense and um uh, 
But what's really important is that Allison is at the head of the table. Viserys is somewhere like sleep, being drugged, slash is legitimately incapacitated. And she's managing things um, completely. So that's probably just the most important thing. Like, it's all a Hightower affair. And there's like, I don't know, I think this is in the preview. So I don't think they disagreed about something then. But we still see the other people who are on the small council. It's kind of like nothing's changed for them. And so, like you said, they have Rhaenyra and them come in. They don't really greet them well. Um, I don't, do they go straight? No, and then I think uh, Damon and Well, Rhaenyra no, they go. talk about it in the council. They They say, they were talking about some accounting stuff. And then they go, okay, well, today's today's uh, order of business is, you know, Vayman and Rhaenys and Rhaenyra are coming to petition for who's going to be the Lord of Driftmark. And the one dude on the council, I should have took their names down, but the one dude on the council was like, what, why would this need to be a thing? We all know that Lucerus Targaryen is going to be, Lucerus Valerian is going to be the head of Driftmark, excuse me, the head of Driftmark. And then Tywin Lannister, I mean, Tywin Lannister is just like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't that be a thing? He said it was so much shade, like, what are you talking about, bro? We know why this is a thing. Like, we know why this is a thing. Why are you acting like this? And then Allison was like, yeah, we're going to let everybody say their piece, and then we'll make a decision. It'll be decided by uh, the Crown. And she says, but let me get out of here. I got to go greet our guests properly. And then she leaves, and then uh, Otto takes over the meet and starts talking about some random shit in the background. But before, uh, oh yeah, while, then they cut to Rhaenyra and Damon, and they go visit Viserys in his room, and he got incense burning, he got cobwebs all over his Legos, his comic books are all dusty, laying all over the place. His TV, you know, his TV got that black and white fizzy thing. Like, the antennas need to be moved. Like, ain't nobody been in this room for years. Yeah, it's all bad. Like, and it's clear that Allison, we've seen Allison take care of him throughout the years. And, you know, I talked before about, like, I didn't know how much of that was out of care or out of devotion or out of, like, uh, like obligation. But um, it's clear that he's kind of on his own a lot and that he's also being, like, really drugged up whether that's for his comfort or just to keep him out the way um two things about that one is that damon is kind of like aloof you know he's obviously like freaked out to see his brother like this there was somebody who confirmed that it was leprosy which so i guess my understanding of leprosy is like limited um and that there was a king who was a leper back in some point in time and they were like kind of alluding to him anyway um so damon is like uh Viserys when they come up to him ask for his he asks for his tea and Damon sniffs it and I'm like I I hate to say it well I don't hate to say it I've been in Damon's stand besides that one unfortunate event and he um well that was after that was after oh first of all Damon comes in there he starts talking immediately about the sea snake all the sea snakes been stabbed and at the stepstones and Viserys is like we won that war the fuck you talking about and he's like, nah, we ain't win the war. They start fighting again. And then he says, uh, they're coming to petition secession of Driftmark. And Viserys was like, that shit is settled, but I got Allison and Otto to kind of handle all that shit for me now. Cause obviously, look at me. I can't do those, I can't do nothing. Um, 
And then he's trying to talk to him. And, you know, he's, he's, this is when you talk, this is when the point comes up where he was like, give me my fucking tea, which is milk of the poppy. Cause he's in so much pain, which I actually do think legitimately he's in a lot of pain. I mean, look at him. His face is missing. Like he's got to be in a lot of pain. Um, and right, so, I, I was just going to say, though, that what I appreciate is that Damon is just suspicious. Like, I think Rhaenyra is concerned. But one thing I do like about Damon is he's watching how they're taking care of his brother. Like, what's going on? I, I think, like, he doesn't care, but he will obviously get involved when, like, he's who you call if you really need somebody. But don't call him unless you really need somebody. And so, anyway, I just really appreciate that. So, I think Rhaenyra could have came in a lot more like, how are y'all treating my daddy? And um, I appreciate that Damon was looking out. But like you said, um, he's in, he's clearly incapacitated. And Rhaenyra is asking him, like, I need your help. But what's, I mean, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. We can come back. If we need to. But basically, when they do have the event to discuss it, Otto is sitting on the fucking Iron Throne saying that he's following the king's wishes he speaks for the king but it's like clearly no one has consulted Viserys in a long time and that is what like was just maddening for me this like that the takeover and the extent that it's gone to yeah and so Rhaenyra sees that you know he really ain't up to talk about this shit right now so she's like I got a surprise for you and then we find out that she already popped out two babies and she's like look you got two more grandkids Aegon, say hi to your grandpa. And our second baby, his name is Viserys. And he goes, ah, Viserys, a name fit for a king. I was like, that's so adorable. His old broke down ass can still enjoy this. Yeah, Grandpa Viserys was his best heir. Um, I feel like that's basically the most, because we get a couple scenes with Rhaenyra at his bedside, but basically... um, do we go right to the scene? Well, no, that's later. That's a big scene, uh, but that's that's much later on. Um, so then Allison is on her way to meet to greet uh, Rhaenyra and Damon when she gets pulled over by one of the King's Guard, Sir Eric. By the way, I found out that Sir Eric is a twin, and he's in the King's Guard, and his twin's name is Eric. So Eric and Eric. Um. And he's like, it's Eric, my my grace. And he's like, oh. She's like, oh. Get y'all mixed up. But she's like, it's, she's like, what could be more important? I got to go greet our guests. Like, what the fuck? And she's like, no. There's something, like, immediately that happened in the, in the prince's room that you need to... By the see. way, you was not pressed about greeting them guests. I don't know why she's... She obviously just don't have time for him, but you, was, you did everything you had to do before you went there. Well, here's the thing with that. I think I don't think that was on her. I think Otto did that shit because Otto was the one that was like uh, everything was good, right? Based on what he's like, basically, did you do what I tell you when they came in to let him know that they were there? So I don't think I don't think that she knew 100 percent about that um, at that point. Not that she really cared as much. Fair enough. Yeah. But I think Otto is the one that's bullshitting. Um, so she goes in, and Tanya's there. There's this girl, like, on her knees and crying and sad and upset. She's, she's like, basically in the um, 
Oh my God, I have not done yoga in so long. It's she's in a yoga position that's like she's not just on her knees, she's like forehead to the floor. I cannot believe I'm forgetting a basic yoga position. But basically she's like prostate. prostate. Downward dog. No, not to, <laughs> it's oh my god, I cannot this is crazy. Hold on. Anyway, she's she's you can tell the story, but I'm gonna look up what the position is. Well, I actually have the scene because this was a this was a really powerful scene and a very complex scene in like a whole lot of ways. Um, so I'm gonna play this. Child's pose. It was child's pose. I brought her here immediately. She's seen no one else, you guys. Come here, sweetling. Your name? It's Diana. Your Grace. If, if it pleases you. By the way, that's Diana with a Y, just so y'all know. Diana. It's a pretty name. I understand you found yourself in some trouble. I was fetching the printed wine and I put it on his table and when I turned, I didn't see him. I asked him to stop, your grace. Truly, you must believe me. This woman is clearly in fear because she knows how this shit usually works with noble people. I'm sure she's heard the stories and not to mention that she's been sexually assaulted, but on top of that, she's been sexually assaulted and she knows that in this world, she's 100% going to be to blame for it. Is that oh, oh, okay. Oh, good. I was just saying, if you stop the scene, go ahead. You can play. This is when Allison is like embracing her. Thank you for telling me, Diana. I know it wasn't your fault. I believe you. You do? I do. But what I worry about. Is what others might believe. You were alone with the prince, were you not? Yes. And no one else saw what happened between the two of you. If anyone else were to hear about this. I haven't told anyone. You told Sir Eric and Talia and now me. And though I believe you were not to blame, others might not be so trusting. They might think you were trying to besmirch the prince, or worse. That you're the sort of girl that might have enticed him in the first place. Now you know what happens to girls like that. I wasn't doing anything, another one to anyone. You're right. 
for her all my life. I know you won't. So yeah, then she basically gives her a bag full of gold and makes her drink Literally. some plan T. Uh, so that she don't, you know, basically that plan B, like, hey, man, like, listen, you got it first. The plan, the first of the goal is basically saying, like, you got to go. You can't work here no more. You got to get the fuck up out of here. And you now take this plan T because you're not about to be having my the future king's bastard running around. So uh, take this gold, drink this tea, get the fuck up out of here, which is hypocritical because Allison was judging Renera for doing consensual sex and this was not consensual but it was also interesting because it also was her not being hypocritical in a different way where she didn't think Renera should be having sex before getting married as the heir and she also don't think her son should have been doing this shit before uh getting married because she goes in to talk to this nigga and he's she's like bro what the fuck is wrong with you like what is wrong with you and i'm like allison this is your you and otto's fault y'all i mean y'all didn't make him rape this woman but y'all made him like this like y'all raised him with anger and then this fucking war against renera and he's turned to drinking at a young age he was drunk the last time we saw him off his ass at uh lena's funeral and now all he does is drink all the time and go after women whether they want him or they don't which is a fucking problem and she says to him you're no fucking son of mine and i was like this is a classic example of when you start a fire that you can't put out and y'all created this person and now you got to deal with all the fuck shit that he's about to do i think Allison, you know, people talk about Cersei comparisons. We don't like, because we don't know, I don't know everywhere she's going to go. And we also talk about how Cersei started, you know, we, she talked a little bit about it. And then we talked about how she probably started off way different. Um, But I think maybe, well, a, a comparison people made because of that, you're no son of mine was like to a Tywin Lannister. And that's what I see. I see a Tyron Lannister who is hypocritical to everyone else, um, but will ride for his own kids. And the issue that I had with Allison was she seemed like she could not understand Viserys riding for Rhaenyra. And, and, and it's like, you can't not understand that in one breath. And then like, I understand if you don't agree, I guess I don't understand if you don't agree, but if she doesn't agree, that's different than her acting like she has no way of, of like getting it from a parent perspective, because she's clearly, as we say, like doing the same thing. Um, the other thing, too, is I know that Viserys is his parent, but I really don't feel like Viserys was that involved with raising them. And there's like proof of that. I think Allison and, you know, and I can't even blame Otto that much, because by the time we met, when we first met Aegon, who, what, by the way, if they named him one other syllable, we'd be in a whole different world. But um, when they first, when she first had Aegon, we, well, when we saw him like jerking off into the crowd, he, that, that had nothing to do with Otto or anybody else. And so she knows how her son is. 
and hasn't reined him in. And I think I talked about that before, like the sheer hypocrisy of it all. So obviously I don't have to keep going over that. So I guess if there's anything new that I wanted to say is that we've seen this coming. Um, she didn't do anything to stop it. I do. I struggle with remembering that this was a different time, but I think the point I'm trying to make is that, and I've tried to make, is women at that time still, no matter how you were trained, you still had your own like inclinations, which is why Renee did all her stuff she did, because even though she was trained to be a certain way, she still had her real feelings and her desire for independence, and maybe that's a highborn value. Anyway, point being that she, Allison still did some very patriarchal stuff with that girl no matter how you slice it. So I just feel like she's, I just, I see that she's misusing her, her uh, space as queen. That's kind of what- Well, Allison is, well, that's consistent with Allison's character in a way. Right. Because Allison's character, well, the whole time, because her whole thing was that you got to do your duty. Like you got to do your duty for the realm. You got to do what's best for the realm. And as fucked up as what that was, if you're, it's like, it's like things with like the president or like with the United States and like they'll cover up some shit and you'll be like, yo, that's real. You'll hear it like 25 years later. you will be like, that's so fucked up. But then you get to like, if you actually like think about it from the perspective of those people, it's like, well, this is what we had to do. And so like from Alice's perspective, her beliefs are you are supposed, when you're in this position, you serve the realm and you have a duty and you have to do what's best for the realm. And so as fucked up as what she did to that girl is, and it was fucked up, it is what the decision you would need to make if your number one choice is to do what's best for the realm. You can't have the heir that you believe is going to be the heir, the next king, out here having a bastard with a woman that he raped. That is not something that you can allow happen. So she handled it in that way. And it's fucked up, but that's... That's entirely that's entirely in line with her view of what you're supposed to do when you're in positions of power. Rhaenyra is the opposite. Rhaenyra, for most of her life, was just like, "Oh, I'm the king's I'm the king's daughter. I can do whatever I want. I want to go fly around on dragons and eat cake, but I also want to be in charge. I don't want to marry anybody for my station. I want to fuck whoever the fuck I want." and do whatever the fuck I want. I don't want to stay in King's Land. I'm going to go live in Dragonstone, and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And that's one of the biggest, and hers, and that comes from privilege a little bit, but it's also what you said is she's not, she doesn't believe in that duty shit. She believes in independence and making her own decisions. And even though some of those decisions can be really fucked up for other people, it's ultimately she's basically said, I'm making a decision for myself and I'm gonna do it myself. And that's where these two people like split. I don't I think what you just said makes sense. I just I don't agree that I'm sure there's somebody somewhere, including Allison and Otto, who gets it's like how it's it's it just feels very, you know, right room, right wing, far right 
this is what's best for everyone, but they really just mean like white supremacists. That's kind of all I'm trying to say. Like they can say the realm, but they really don't mean the realm. Cause if they really cared about the realm, they would actually look at who's qualified and they would back the 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 person who's qualified. No, they wouldn't. They'll know. See, no, no, no. I'm not saying again. randomly. I'm saying that if they if they cared about the realm, then they would recognize that for so now if they feel like Aegon is a is the is a better heir than Rhaenyra, then they should actually look at who's a better leader for the realm. But so that's, that's not. How, but see, you're applying twenty. You're applying modern things to how that works. That's not how the realm sees things. The realm doesn't see them as oh, who's the most qualified? Let's have them have a debate, and we choose who they want. The realm sees it as he's the firstborn son. He should be in charge. And that's so, the thing he's not. But but. The, the, what I'm saying though is that he's not. They're trying to force it. He is. He's not because the firstborn died. Well, he's the secondborn son. He should still be. But, in the, but their firstborn child. Okay. Okay. Because Renera, remember later in this episode, Renera goes to Viserys when he's in the band. She says to him, like, you, by naming me heir, you broke all the rules and you divided well, the realm. I know that she broke all the rules, but but what I'm saying is that. I okay. All I'm what I'm. I guess I, can, I think what I'm trying to say, and I am tired, is that they are not. There's. I don't think even in that time, there's actually a strong argument for it being best for the realm to cover up that Aegon is doing this and allowing him to continue doing it. That's not best for the realm. Now, I feel like, and, and maybe I am taking like a more modern approach to the idea of being like, okay, Aegon is a sexual predator. Like Rhaenyra is not that bad in comparison. Like that, that's the thought process that I would want them to have gone through, but they're not going to do that, obviously, um, because they only care about firstborn this, firstborn that. Um, but with all that said, if they care about that so much, then they also can't back Vayman. So my point is that they are literally saying the things, but they're doing whatever they want to do. And that's all I want to point out is like, I don't think that even in that time, what they were doing was best for the realm. They were using those words to make their own decisions. That's that's what I think. Now, is it best for the realm to, do, to have a woman queen when that's breaking tradition? Potentially no, but there's also precedent for them to like everything that they everything that's tradition to them it was new at one point that's all i'm saying like everything yeah, like but you gotta remember so when renice when mm -hmm. they had they so they had like the, they had a, a big meet like a big convention essentially right. uh when this when jaharis died right and they had all these people claiming to right. be the kid to be the next person in charge renice was the oldest of hers of his kids right mm -hmm. In the books, they say that it wasn't even close. It was like 30 to 1 in the votes for who would who would be in charge, Viserys or Rhaenys. So, like, all the people there were just like, are you, like, why would you even consider that? This is not even a, a consideration. Even though she was the oldest, she was the oldest child there. So, like, in, in this world, Allison is right in the sense that Aegon according to history, should be in charge. Viserys changed that shit because he's the king. He can do that. Like, he can say, fuck that. I'm going to change history. I'm going to do it my way. Mm -hmm. That's fine. 
but there's consequences with that. Even Renera acknowledged those this sure. this time. And so what and then this thing with Allison is the same thing of Renera with them kids. Renera, they they said Renera said it to herself. If if it's confirmed that these are bastards, like that can she know the reason why she's backing this lie so hard is because she knows that that will hurt her claim to the throne. She knows that. And so, although it's not the same for men, it's similar to men. So, like, you can have bastards once you become king, like Robert Baratheon, but they still don't want you to be out here raping people and having bastards when you're just a prince and you're not heir yet, right? So, that's that's what I meant by that. Like, it's still this whole thing of, like, having bastards. It's not the same, obviously. It's obviously definitely more... Uh, <laughs> more hard on the women because ultimately you know Aegon's still out here doing his own thing and he don't got to worry about that lie anymore because she's just gonna go somewhere and be never seen again we'll never see diana again um but yeah i get what you're saying but we all I, what i always say about this show is like i i like talking about it in terms of modern times i got no problem with that but like when i'm talking about like why the people do what they do in the show I always think about it in their time. Like when I'm talking about the show, like from my perspective, it's like, oh, you just I'm gonna give like, you know, how I see it. And what I was all I was saying to you is like in the show, the characters are behaving based on how things are acting in that time. And so I don't agree with what Allison did, but what she did was she did that so that Aegon's name wouldn't be soiled trying to make him heir. So then they cut to Jason Luke in the yard. This this scene was interesting. And this is another example of it. They're walking through the yard and everybody's looking at them, just staring at them because they know that they're bastards. And Lucerus even says like, nobody would question me and look at me like this if I looked like Sir Lanor instead of Sir Harwin. Because he knows it now. He's old enough to know now, right? Last time we saw him, he ain't know. But he old enough to know now. And because everybody does judge you that way. Like, it's it's a real thing in that time. Um, and they see Kristen Cole sparring with Amon, who's like six foot six with a fucking eye patch now. He looks like a fucking warrior. And we know that Kristen Cole can fight uh, from the history. And Aegon got the best. Of, I mean, Amon got the best of him. And then he goes, you want to train nephews? Which was so shady to Jaceris and Luke. Uh, so then they cut to Otto and Allison. And Vayman, he's trying, you know, Vayman's doing that thing. Like when uh, you go and talk to you, uh, your boss before the big meeting, before you go talk to everybody else. So like he's to try to get your word in. So he's going to talk to them like, all right, this is how we're going to play this, right? Um, and Otto's like, you know, hold, you know, hold your nerve. He's talking to Allison, right? Because Allison at this point is having some second thoughts, because she's saying like, because she says like, we need to hear everybody out and make the right decision. And Otto goes, hold your nerve. We're gonna do what's best for the realm, almost with like an eye wink at Vayman type of a thing. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Like when Otto says best for the realm, he means best for us. Not yeah, yeah. Any else consideration? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But he said that to Allison, who was kind of having second thoughts about going through with this charade. And then Otto says, uh, 
you know, there's been peace for a long time with Jaharis and thanks to Jaharis and Viserys. But when the war comes, do we want to chow uh, at the greatest fleet of Restoros? This is what he's saying to Allison. He's because he's basically manipulating her like he's done this entire time. And um, Vayman basically said, you know, you look out for me, I'm gonna look out for you. When all this shit goes down, you want the best Navy in the world, don't you? Because I got the best Navy. So then they cut to the weirwood tree. Rainus is at the tree. Uh, and Raina shows up. And she's like, grandmother. And Rainus is like, oh, it's my, grand- it's my grandbaby. I haven't seen you in six years. How you doing? And Renera comes out and says, hey, can I talk to the princess? And then Raina Rain- uh, was like, all right, I- I'll be back. And Rainus was like, I see what you did there. You tried to butter me up with my granddaughter. That shit ain't going to work. And Renero's like, all right, my bad. But, you know, I know what you, I, I thought for a long time of like, what the fuck you have been here for? And I and I thought that you might be turning on me and that you might back Vayman. But then I realized you intend to advocate for yourself to be in charge of Driftmark. And Renero's like, don't you know this shit is a trap? Like they just trying to trick you so they can delegitimize my kids and delegitimize delegitimize me. And Rainice was like, "Okay, you've done worse. Look what you did to my baby." Mm-hmm. And Renera was like, "I loved your son. You may not believe it to be true, but I did. And I did not order his death, nor was I complicit in it. And technically, she's right because he ain't yeah, dead." But- but it just seems like she's lying or gaslighting or like manipulating. Um, and I just, I think that like, by the way, I think we mentioned that Bela is her ward. So she did keep mm-hmm. Bela who, um, and to be, and to keep it a, a buck, like that's probably like, she's probably right. That's probably is who should be there. That probably is who should um, take over Driftmark is, you know, Lena's firstborn daughter. Um, also, I think that Rainus, I have a lot of respect for her at this point because she really does care about her kids. And I really do realize that she, she sees, like we talked about, that the crown isn't all it's cracked up to be, you know, and she's like, look, as long as I got somewhere to stay, I, I'm not about to, I'm not about to deal with all this. So, um, I think you almost mentioned it, but basically while she's basically like, look, girl, I know you're trying to play me. What What do you want? Like, just kind of make, like they say, like state your purpose playing or whatever. And that's not what she said, but that's what they say. And so Ray, she basically goes, okay, look, uh, Allison didn't take my offer the last time. My son can still get married to somebody. You want to marry up? Just your kids, my kids, we can just make this a deal. Valerian, Targaryen, some strong mixed up in there. Like, let's do it. By the way, yeah, like, so then they will actually be half Targaryen, one-fourth Valerian, and then, um, and then like, you know, 75% Valerian. So that would fix a lot of these issues, and that would make sure that after Luke, like, that Luke's kids would actually be um, Valerian as well. So that actually is probably the best thing. But at the time, Rhaenys is like, bitch, please. And she's really saying, well, I think something that she said that was interesting, and then we can move on, was that um, she says, 
are you, oh, either that's a really generous offer or you're desperate. And then Rainier is like, it don't matter. It's still an offer. Like wherever I'm coming from with it, you still can be, you, it's still a good offer to you. Um, and I actually think it also makes the most sense. And I also wish that um, Lena, Lena and Lena, I think deserve more than feeling being treated like consolation prizes. Cause some girls are probably like the only good people. I think Jason and Luke are actually decent. So those four kids, are the only four people in this situation who st to this day are like un like innocent maybe the sister the the witch sister but anyway that that's basically i think the scene but i do want to point out and i think you probably read the same article that you know we have the targaryens in like the old religion so they go and consult the tree they sit there quietly and allison doesn't do that anymore she's like into like the like you said, the seven, the seven point star, whatever it is now. So um, those are also the differences that that culturally have emerged. Yeah, Renice ends it by saying, uh, you can bargain with me all you like, but tomorrow the high towers land their first blow. They're going to bring you to your knees and I got to stand on my own, too. It's basically what she said. So then they cut the Viserys rubber at night and. Uh, Renera sneaks in there. And she says, do you believe the song of Ice and Fire to be true? That he, Remember the first episode, he tells her the prophecy of Aegon. And she said, by naming me heir, you divided the realm. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought I wanted it, but the burden is heavy, is a heavy one. It's too heavy. If you wish me to bear it, then defend me and my children, is what she said to him. And he's fucked up, but he's kind of listening. Um... That and you know that milk of the poppy's mad strong. So then they cut to the next day. He's getting worked on. He looks like complete shit. Um, but he tells Otto, "I want to have supper tonight with the family." And then Otto's like, uh, "Get him some milk of the poppy." And she's like, "No, nah, I'm good. Uh, just just arrange that supper." That's what he said. Uh, so then we get the court petition scene. This scene was uh, incredible. So I got to play this scene. Though it is the great hope of this court that Lord Corlys Valarian survive his wounds, we gather here with a grim task of dealing with the succession of Driftmark. As hand, I speak with the King's voice on this and all other matters. The Crown will now hear the petitions. Surveyment of House Valarian. My queen, my lord Hand, the history of our noble houses extends beyond the Seven Kingdoms to the days of old Valeria. For as long as House Targaryen has ruled the skies, House Valarian has ruled the seas. When the doom fell on Valeria, our houses became the last of their kind. Our forebearers came to this new land knowing that were they to fail, it would mean the end to their bloodlines and their name. I have spent my entire life on Driftmark defending my brother's seat. I am Lord Corlys's closest kin, his own blood. The true, unimpeachable blood of House Valarian runs through my veins. As it does in my sons, the offspring of Lenor Valarian. If you cared so much about your house's blood surveyment, you would not be so bold as to supplant its rightful heir. Now you only speak for yourself and for your own ambition. You'll have chance to make your own petition, Princess Rhaenyra. She just gaslighted the shit out of that nigga. Like, 
<laughs> he's got to be sitting there like, yo, are you like, you got to be kidding me at this point, bro. And she interrupted him in the middle of that shit. This is where I texted you. And I was like, I thought this is where I was like, if if Chanel don't turn over near here, then she a real stand. She like a barb. She in the beehive. <laughs> uh, whatever you call for Rhaenyra's hive, she's in that shit. Because racism don't exist in this world. But you you make up racism in the world and you black up and you back all the black people in the world like it do exist. And this was some racist ass shit, even though it's not racist. Well, let's be clear. The way that I watched it and the way that I recap it is probably different because like literally when we started talking, I realized like, oh shit, that was the only black dude. Dot dot dot. Like I kind of connected it because I was just watching it. Um, but yes, like Rhaenyra is on one, but it's it's like it's like what you said about cheating. It's a great example. Like if you if you deny, 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 at some point that's all you can do. And she's she's lying like somebody who believes her telling. I told you I believe that she like believes it. She's on some like we're we were married, so technically mine is his type shit. And um oh man, also it just reminds me of like you didn't watch this show, but actually, okay. I don't know that we would actually ever do it, but it's an old show. It's a complicated show, but a show that would be an amazing recap opportunity for us would be Vanderpump Rules. Because, and have you ever heard of the show? It's a Bravo show. It's all white, very problematic, but hilarious in the early in the early seasons it was actually they actually did find people who known each other for years and were willing to put all their business out there and that's what makes the best shows anyway first season there's a cheating scandal where this these two people on the show were both in relationships with other people on the show and and they there was suspicion that they had cheated together and they denied for steps for episodes and then finally came out and admitted at the end it was like an epic turnaround. So I say all that to say like that. Rhaenyra is Jax. For anybody who knows who Jax is, you're screaming right now. But like Jax lied so that so that everybody believed Jax until he finally told the truth. So that's Rhaenyra is that convicted right now. Also, I meant to say it earlier. I had it in my notes, but I got sidetracked. That scene with Allison in the in the handmaid was very much like Shiv Roy and that woman that accused uh Logan of sexual assault on succession when she sat with her it was like i believe you i know you're right but do you really want to go through this it was like it gave me chivalry vibes so much um but let me do survey in the courtesy of allowing kiss to be heard what do you know of valarian blood princess i could cut my veins and show it to you and you still wouldn't recognize it. This nigga be acting too. He was acting his ass off in this scene. He knew he was about to die. Spoilers happening. But he knew he was about to die. And he's like, I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm going to act my ass off hard right here. This is about the future and survival of my house, not yours. My queen, my lord hand. This is a matter of blood, not ambition. I place the continuation of the survival of my house and my line above all. I humbly put myself before you as my brother's successor, the Lord of Dritmark, 
and Lord of the Tides. Thank you, Sir Vayman. Princess Rhaenyra, you may now speak for your son, Lucerys Valarian. If I am to grace this farce with some answer, I will start by reminding the court that nearly 20 years ago in this very And here comes Stone Cold Steve Viserys. The glass breaks and he busts through the door and he gets, you know, he comes through, he gets the whole announcement. I think they give him, let me see, did they give him the whole announcement? The first of his name, King of the Andals and the Roinar and the First Men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm. I love how they made this scene because they shot it as one scene to show like how fucked up he was and it showed like how long it took him to walk across this room and how to get how long it's going to take him to get up the steps. They show Rhaenyra where it's like basically you finally did some shit like I think Damon finally respected Viserys in the scene because it was like I've been begging you my whole life to like stand for something and not just play the middle and be neutral. And he finally stood up for some shit right here. And Damon was the one that finally helped him up the steps and put the crown on his head. And I also well, by read the that, way, go ahead. I read that like that was wasn't supposed to happen. Uh the crown falling off. And that was all improv of him picking up the crown and then sitting it on him and helping him that the last little bit was all like improv, which made the scene even better of like that Damon actually insane. crowning his brother. So go ahead, Chanel, what are you going to say? Sounds insane. I almost, I, I want that to be a fake story because that's too much. Um, I, I just wanted to say that, um, see, you know, I want to, well, actually, I want to, I want to follow grievance. When you want to, want to skip and rush to a scene, you can't. When I want to, like, rush and jump in a scene, you call me out. So I just wanted to say you went too fast. So, okay, the only thing I want to say about this was that Viserys had, when I tell you it was the longest walk ever, and I just, this is what I mean by anxiety. At that point, I was like, is he about to die walking to the throne? Like, I was like, is he going to not make it? I was, I was like, go, you can do it. Take, like, get there, reach. Like, I was literally, like, stressed and cheering for him because I was like, this is the type of show that will kill him as he steps on the first step. So I was so pressed about that. I thought um, he might slip and fall on one of them swords. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was like that. And this is the kind of show, again, that will do that to you and show the sword going through his back. Um, he makes it. I love the, the Damon thing. If that was improvised, that's too good. Um, that was so great. He helps his brother. And, and I think one thing I have been consistent about is I believe that Damon, like, and I think we agree, Damon never would have killed his brother for that throne. No. So that's why he was like, just make me an heir. Like, I'm good with it. But I also, and also that's why he said, make me hand. And if Viserys had made Damon hand, we'd be in, a, a, again, a different situation. I say, oh, anyway. So, um, and I, I got it. the rest of the scene. Go ahead, go ahead.
I must admit my confusion. I do not understand why petitions are being heard over settled succession. The only one present who might offer keener insight into Lord Corliss's wishes is the Princess Rhaenys. Indeed, Your Grace. The drama is really high here because you have no idea where Anissa is. When I first watched, it's like, what is she about to do? Right. I, I don't know what she's about to do. Fuck off. So yeah. it's like she could really shake the table. And then, oh man, you know, like I said, first watch was one thing. Second watch is like, oh, of course, the blonde's about to gang up on my boy. But um, yeah, it's like the ten you could cut the tension with a sword. It was ever my husband's will that Driftmark pass through Selenor to his true-born son, Lucerus Valarian. His mind never changed, nor did my support of him. As a matter of fact, the Princess Rhaenyra has just informed me of her desire to marry her sons Jason and Luke to Lord Corliss's granddaughters, Baylor and Rayner. A proposal to which I heartily agree. Well, Otto's face and Amon's face. Everybody's face was so good here. You could like read their entire emotions just on their face. It was fantastic acting. By the way, Viser uh Patty Constantine might have won an Emmy just for this episode, for this scene, and then the, the scene later on in this episode. He was fantastic. The matter settled. Again. I hereby reaffirm. Prince Lucerus of House Valarian is heir to Driftmark, the Driftwood Throne, and the next Lord of the Tides. <laughs> this is where Vayman goes, if I'm going to go out, I'm burning this shit to the fucking ground. That's basically what he said. He was like, I'm not getting this throne. I'm going to burn all this shit to the ground. You break law and centuries of tradition to install your daughter as heir. Yet you dare tell me who deserves to inherit the name Valarian. No. I will not allow it. Allow it. Do not forget yourself, Payment. That is no true Valarian, <laughs> and certainly no nephew of mine. Go to your chambers, you have said enough. Viserys is my true-born grandson. And you, no more than the second son of Driftmark. <laughs> you may run your house as you see fit. But you will not decide the future of mine. My house survived the doom and a thousand tribulations besides. And gods be damned. I will not see it ended on the account of this 
his head. <laughs> Damon got him. Right. Allison and Otto wanted this to go smoothly. You can tell in their face, they did not want this nigga to say this. They did not want him to be so plain and say this shit out loud because they know it wasn't going to end good. Everybody knows it wasn't going to end good. I think Veyman knew it wasn't going to end good, but he I didn't mean, care. But they were using him. So the pro- so the reason why they didn't expect that is because they, they think he was just going to be like a convenient pawn in their like world world domination plot. But the reality is like, it is that serious for him. And so in his defense, he like you said, he's like, if I'm gonna go out, I need to just speak on it. Cause it, you know, again, it really hit me. He is the last true Valerian, um, Valerian man alive. If Corliss doesn't have no more kids with somebody else back. Well, I guess if Raina can bear kids with Raina's and all that stuff. So, is is that it is actually that deep for him um also i think that it's really what what i didn't say before was that for rainus to i think what rainus did ultimately was out of love for corliss because we obviously know she disagreed with him we obviously well and also patriarchy but she literally was like i i can't, i'm not gonna lie that's this is actually what i know for a fact this man would want regardless of what's best and then she also well what's best what i want and then she also was like, so if that's the case, let me just go ahead and get, take care of my girls too. Um, and, the, you know, when it's all said and done. So that was my take on that. Her children are bastards! <laughs> and she is a whore. <laughs> Your tongue for that. And he got his head clean chopped off. He can keep his tongue. Disarm <laughs> They show Eamon. Eamon's, Eamon and Damon are like one, two of the same. And they're looking at each other. Eamon's looking at Damon like, oh shit, that's my uncle right there. I fuck with him. Wait. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they're all siblings. Yeah. Wow. I this just makes me sad because in the black community, in, in communities of color, we have a lot of extended families and blended families. And it would really hurt my feelings if I actually have like siblings who are technically technically we only share one parent. And if they like count, if they acted the way, wow, wait, am I Rhaenyra? Holy shit. Maybe that's why I identify because I'm the oldest girl and then the other kids are, wait. <laughs> I just realized that that literally is like, that's how my family is. All that to say, um, I wish that her and Aegon, well, I fuck Aegon, but I wish that her and Aegon and Amon like actually had some type of bond, but obviously I know why, evil stepmother, whatever. Um, Secondly, the I heard somebody died when I read the spoiler. I heard something else and I literally just forgot. And so it was very wild when Damon did that. 
Um, but it also made all the sense in the world. And that's why I said, you call him when you need him. But don't call him for no petty, pity patty stuff because he's going to find a solution. And you're not going to want that solution. So call him when it's serious time. Um, and you know, Renair's lie got that black man beheaded. I mean, it's funny because you said there's not racism back then, but I'm like, wait, was this literally, is this how racism started? Like, did they create racism here in this moment and then the rest of the world got affected by it? I don't know, but definitely like they just killed the last black man on the show. Like, the next, the only black men we're going to see from here on are like Maesters and potentially Corliss if he comes back. So that um, happens. Uh, I mean, that's obviously a wild scene. I'm going to jump around a little bit just to wrap up, like, rest in peace of Eamon. We see his, um, like, autopsy slash the, I forget, the morticians, basically, or the maesters are mm-hmm. doing. Um, and it was actually wild. They just had him on a slab, and they had his head separate, but they were draining the blood. And Rainus is watching, and I feel like she's watching from a place of, I almost felt like at the moment that she was like good riddance, which is fucked up, but maybe she was also watching from a place of like, wow, I cannot believe this is at this point. Like, look at how deep this is getting. Mm-hmm. Um, she might also be watching from a place of like, I'm so glad I'm not the queen. Like, look at the type of nonsense that gets involved. Um, and maybe she is sad for Valerian because I think she cared about the actual Valerian people that exist and her grandkids more than she does the name. So um, one of the the black maester, the one who's still getting his check, go off king. He's the grand maester now. Oh yeah, he's the, the top maester. He died oh, in the oh. in the six year time in the six oh, year time jump. He died. So yeah, the black so, maester got a promotion. And by the way, wasn't he the one who was like, "I want to try something new for Viserys," and they kind of yeah. ignored him. Yeah. So my boy was innovating. Um, he was a STEM major. So anyway. He goes like, you know, miss, like, I don't know if you want to watch a dead body. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, they, you're going to be haunted or something like this ain't good. And she basically is like, I don't remember what she said, but she's basically said, I, I haven't seen death too many times. You know what I mean? Dead bodies on the scene. It's not good or bad no more at this point. Um, so, you know, I guess she, literally like Rainus could write a gangster rap at this point. She seemed really hardened. Yeah, happened. six years. Both her kids died in her in her mind. Oh, Both her wow, kids yeah. died. Her husband is He's on dying. his deathbed, and her brother-in-law just got his head sliced off. His sister, her her cousin, died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, her cousin, her other cousin King, is on his deathbed. Not to mention her brother died before that, and then her um, father died. So, yeah, she's not. Um, yeah, you're right. She's not she's not no stranger to this. She's she's deaf around the corner is what she's saying. So anyway. So let, then they have the dinner. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What 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 point of the episode are we at? Are we like halfway through? The, like no, we're at the end. We're at the dinner. Okay, great. So we're um, at the dinner and no, remember because because remember that he had said he wanted to have all his family together. And by the way, I didn't say this at the time, but Otto is like no, like out of his press, he's like, no, 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 you were supposed to be in a corner all the time. But he's like, you know, and this is how you know that we had her teenage years, but Rhaenyra really loves her daddy and he really loves her. And so um, I am really actually glad, like I've, I felt for Viserys because he was literally, he was like, if I don't know how many parents, this just is so relatable. 
a parent telling two siblings who don't get along, like, before I die, I need to see y'all get it together. And that, like, I've just heard and experienced so many of the that situation. So, like you said, we go to the dinner, everyone is there. Um, and the uh, what's really cute is Luke and Jace are sitting next to Bela and Reyna, like, who are their betrothed. So, what's so crazy is literally... If your mama say it, boom, you're getting married. You don't know about it. Nobody prepped you, and now you're arranged. And I do want to point out that you had a really good point that Renera is is literally betrothing her children and arranging marriages like it ain't nothing. And these kids are like barely the age she was when she got to choose. So Renera was very spoiled, but it's almost like damn. Because she at this point she knows that's what she's supposed to do. Right, but but when it was her turn to do it, she fought and bitched and moaned about it. Well, I think there's something even deeper here too. Like at 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 that time, she was gonna be married off to some, you know, a Jason Lannister or some some slob somewhere, right? Like or some old, much older man where it didn't make any sense. So she didn't uh, like. Laner was actually a best match for her because he was not gross and you know cousin whatever whatever. And then obviously like Damon later on. So I do under I understood her at fifteen. I understood, I understand her now as a queen and it's crazy. It's funny because it's like, because she was rebellious before, it's almost like she's hypocritical now that she's doing the right thing. And the last thing I will say, although I know this is like very conditional, the matches she's making, actually, who was she gonna marry before? Oh, actually, the matches she's making are genuinely not bad either. Like she's not setting her kids up for a failure because she did try to marry Jace to like the daughter who's, you know, the least problematic. And then Bela and Raina are obviously awesome. So um, she's not making bad pairings. Whereas uh, Viserys is literally like, "Look, bitch, you gonna be wherever I put you at this point." So yeah, we didn't talk about that, but Helena and Aegon are married, and they got kids already. Um, because that's who Diana was watching was their kids. Um, Helena and Aegon are married. Oh, exactly. Ew. Yeah, they already put them together. And Aegon, ooh, Helena says something later like, it's not that bad. He just ignores you unless he's drunk. And I was like, gag. Oh, that was so gross. But yeah, uh, Aegon's talking shit to Jace about a, you know, do you even know how to fuck? Like, do you know where to put it? Like, you know what to do? You ever put a condom on? Like, you know how this shit work? And right. Jace that boy getting... do not know what a landscape is. But, yeah, Jace is all honorable. He's like, you will not speak to my betrothed like that or whatever he says. But he's basically like, don't talk like that in front of my wife. <laughs> he's 14 talking about like. Yeah, because Agar goes to her and is like, look, I know you betrothed to him. But, you know, if he can't get it up, I can. It's basically what he said to Vela. Um And so. Then Viserys gives this speech. I was going to play it, but I don't really want to play it now. But basically, what what Chanel said, he goes, y'all, like, you know, get it together. Fuck. If you don't want to do it for the realm, do it for me, this old-ass man with no face. Because he takes his mask off, and his face is, like, half off, like Harvey Dent. Uh, and it actually worked. Like, because here's the thing. Otto, Otto knew this was going to happen. This entire time, because Allison was having second thoughts this entire episode about pushing this so far. And when Viserys gave that speech and Renair and Allison both were like, what the fuck are we fighting for? Like, we used to be best friends. And Renair toasted Allison and said, you know, 
out, out of all the bullshit we've been through, you stood by my my daddy more than anybody, which is true. Uh, and I appreciate Except that. Except for the very end when she's locked him in a basement somewhere, but okay. Well, you know, he really couldn't move anyway. But still, and, you know what I mean. And then Allison said, you know, we've also been fighting, but like you raised three good kids. You're he basically said you're a role model to all women type of a thing. And you know, I'm sorry. He basically said, I'm sorry if I fucked up and you'll make a great queen. And after all this, they you know, they do their little dance and they play music. But Sarah's like, hit my music. Play but, the music. But at the same time, like everybody, Otto's quiet, but the two little demon sons are like plotting. Like it's like Well, I well, aiming more than Aegon, because Aegon at least did toast them. And says, like, I'm happy for your betrothal. But he also then was saying slick shit. So the problem is that Aegon was negging the whole time. Like, it'd be di- I know what you mean, but it's like they both were on some bullshit. Because for, for him to be saying what he was saying to his cousin slash, you know, J- being Bela or slash Jace's wife was completely wrong. So it's like they already were on one. Um and, but I think the difference is, is that mm-hmm. Aegon is a dick. But we already know he don't give a fuck about the throne. He told Allison at least three times on camera, I don't want to be king. I don't want this shit. But I, but I also think that part of his, maybe maybe that's his rebelliousness, but it seems like part of his entitlement is the fact that his he's, by, he's bought into somewhat, I assumed, his grandmother and his grand, his grandfather and his mother telling him, like, you are the rightful king. So even though they're having this nice night now, like I feel like every moment of before this was them thinking that he's going to be the king some some way, somehow. So I know what you mean, but I also think he was like Rhaenyra, like, oh, I might do, I might as well do it. Now, maybe he's self-sabotaging with the other stuff. But anyway, I say all that to say that there, what I was really trying to get to is like, when you read the room, Otto is just kind of like, okay, I'm not in control of this. Like, let me, let me figure this out. And Rhaenyra is kind of you what I well first of all Damon is like literally you know watching the football game under the table like he's not (laughs) invested at all and then um I mean he's there but he's not invested he's concerned about his brother and Rhaenyra when she does make that speech by the way she like you can almost see her be like let me just go ahead and be vulnerable and share that and that kind of turns the tide but I think you mentioned that Viserys also gave that speech just saying, like, please, if you niggas don't get along before I die, I'm going to die. So those are all the things. I just kind of wanted to set the scene a little bit. And then um, when they're giving the, there is another comment, too. When they're giving the um, toast, the, Helena gets up and says, beware the beast beneath the boards or something, right? Mm-hmm. That apparently, like, first of all, that's some rant. Let's talk about how random that shit was. Apparently, they people are saying that might allude to characters we haven't seen yet. Um, but basically, you know, we have to pay attention. I pay attention at this point to everything she says. And so somebody, whether it's the couple that just got married or whether it's her brothers, it needs to be careful because of um, people who sneak around the castle or, some, or sneak around the town or something. So... That's just something to like watch out for. Uh, yeah, even though Aegon was a dick, they were all getting along. Viserys had had enough. He he used all his energy. 
So Allison's like, hey man, take him back. Like he's about to pass out right here. At yeah, dinner. he he keep wheezing real bad. So they so, they have to lift that whole heavy iron chair up every time he wants to get up. Them poor people. So they took him back to his room. Like and then figured out wheels. Like what's up with wheels? Everybody's having a good time, and then even Aegon, even Helena, the boys, everybody's having a good time, and then Aemon has to get up and say because Lucerus. What happens is Lucerus is staring at his eye patch and then laughs. That's what happened because he sliced no, his fucking eye. No. What happens is they put a pig down in front of Amon and Lucerus is laughing, thinking about the pig situation as well. Oh, but, yeah, that did yeah, happen. They yeah. did put a pig there. So, yeah, yeah. Lucerus kind of, you know, triggers Amon. And so the Amon, Amon stands But by up. the way, Amon this whole time has been pre-Damon, like you said, leaning and just watching with a smirk on his face. So it's not even, like, it's Trigger, but it's like he was TTG from, he was ready, he was waiting for his moment. And he gets up and he says, I want to give a toast to these smart, handsome, strong boys, <laughs> which was so shady. And Jaharis is like, say it again. He's like, what you finna do? And Jaceres punches him. He didn't even No, no, flinch. no. He says, say it again. He goes, oh, what do you mean? And his, mo- his mom says, yo. She's like, she's like you said, we just got this shit figured out. Please chill out. And he goes, what? I'm just saying they're strong. And then he punches him. He didn't even flinch when he punched him. He was like, this little nigga hit me like it was nothing. Cause, and he was about to whip their ass. And then Damon steps in. Right. And D- Damon and Amon are looking at each other like they were two of the same type of people. But also, Damon's like, you literally saw me chop a nigga head off three hours ago over this. You really want to fuck with me today? And then, um, Renee, I mean, Allison comes up to Renee and was like, y'all have to go. Like, I really don't want y'all yeah, to go. Yeah, like, this shit is hot. Like, I like this. I like us being like this again. And Renee was like, yeah, I do too. But I really got to get the boys back home. They got school on Monday. So <laughs> I gotta get them back home. But but you know but what? I, I'll I'm, I'll change my flight. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a PJ back. That's basically what she said. I'll come back on Dragon Back. Um she goes, that's great. So they all kind of separate, go to their def- separate ways. And then and we I, see that Masaria's back. Damon's yes. old squeeze, her old whore, as Otto would say. Bonish your whore. And Tanya the Tanya the Queen's the the like Allison's assistant from earlier is mm. one of her one, one of her, her spies. Yeah, and so, so that's she interesting because she comes back. I, she's like, "Oh, this must be some shit going down at the at the castle tonight, huh?" But by the way, what was interesting about that is like, so clearly she knows about Aegon, but I'm wondering about because it was like the only people who knew were you know her, Allison, whatever. What I'm wondering though is what mysterious kind of what she's doing with the information and what information is valuable to her. So that was like a, a half a second clip that I was, I was like, I know they're setting this up for something else, but it almost was like irritating how short it was. Cause it, I wanted more understanding of like what her perspective was. Maybe it's clear and I missed it, but I was like, wait, give me more on like what she's getting out of there. Cause she's the one who gave, I remember there being a kid who informed Otto, but apparently it was her who informed Otto about the Pillow House incident. 
So anyway, yeah, Masaria. The, based on what the show gave, they didn't give a lot, but I'm sure. Yeah, it was, it was like, Masaria. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm sure there's all kind of book context, but that I don't have. So then uh, the end of the show was in Viserys' room. And oh, my God. He's delusional as fuck. And he thinks he's back at the night talking to Rhaenyra. Because, by the way, he would call Rhaenyra Allison, Allison, Rhaeny- Well, not really Allison, Rhaenyra, but he kept he kept thinking Rhaenyra was Allison, And he clearly is, like, delirious, not doing well. So he says, um, I remember. And she's like, what you remember, babe? And he's like, you asked me a question. You don't remember? And this is what makes me mad, Brandon. She don't say, I did not ask you no question. What are you talking? Like, she knows that he gets dizzy, but he's not, like, seeing things that aren't there or making up things. So she doesn't even think, like, who else could he have been talking to and actually figure it out? So he says about the Song of Fire and Ice. She also doesn't say, I ain't never heard of no Song of Fire and Ice, so this ain't my business. She doesn't ask any important well because she heard Aegon and the only Aegon she know that he would be talking about is her son which which is like but that but what makes me so mad about that is like when y'all was quote-unquote courting that nigga was just talking to you about the doom and the Aegon and all that so I know what you mean obviously she's like oh you're talking about your son right and then it makes me so mad because she's like you mean Prince Aegon and he doesn't clarify King Aegon. He also never says who he thinks he's talking to. He never says, oh, really? Well, yes. Because the, the thing that made her really think it was her son was he said the prince that was promised, Aegon. Right, which is the prophecy and not... Yeah. And so the only prince that she knows is her son. Because it was talking about King Aegon the Conqueror. He didn't think he would say the prince. So this is why it's like, it's crazy because I had really come to love Viserys as a grandpa and I tried to remove the flop title, but his last act was flop-like because first of all, something this important to the realm, he trusted to Rhaenyra, but didn't, it's almost like he thought it would work out and it almost worked itself out, but because he didn't bring Allison in on any of it, because of the fact that she's not a Targaryen, he sets this whole thing up with his lack of clarity so basically he says you know as we just said he says you know hey remember we was talking before think he's dr Rainier. well i do think it's true i do think that prince aegon's dream was accurate that about the aegon's dream was accurate about the prince that was promised it has to be you he says it has to be you which Again, I know she was like in the moment, but if you literally re- go word for word, it's he's clearly talking about into some somebody else. Like, like I said, he's not even what he said is so clear. If he had been talking to Renera, like the specifics he gave, that it's like she just was going out of her way to try to explain what he said, but he's not fucking. He doesn't have dementia anyway. So she interprets that to mean something along the lines of. Aegon needs to be the king because it was you. Yeah, because she's probably to thinking, to be fair, she's probably thinking, why would this nigga on his deathbed be talking about Aegon the Conqueror? He'd probably be talking, he probably, like, if you're on your deathbed and you have something really to say to your your wife, it might be about your son. Fair, but there was all this other context to, by the way, oh, I do remember what we were talking about and you wasn't talking to him. You ain't talked to him in two years, so how, you know, Anyway, that would upset what I think made me the most mad was, okay, I guess deathbed, 
I guess that would make sense. But he just spent, he just used up all of his last lifeblood to tell you that Rhaenyra needs to be the queen. So her idea that he would like turn on Rhaenyra at the end of the night is, is not, it's kind of like expecting, she just doesn't put herself in the shoes of like, what if Otto did that? What if Otto was dying and somebody else heard him say, you know, Allison's not it. But he spent his whole life going hard for you. Like that just doesn't, she just needed a moment to like really process it. But instead, as we see like the pre, two things I pulled from the previews. One was her basically telling somebody, small counselor, or her daddy or daddy and Sir Kristen, like, on 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 Viserys's deathbed, he said it was all it was me, which also doesn't make sense because he said it's supposed to be you, which is not. Oh my God, Brandon, this made me so upset. I literally was cursing at the show. I it was just like such a big miscommunication. It drives me crazy. Um, but apparently in the preview, she's gonna tell them about the dream. Tell them what. Or not about the dream, about Viserys's last wishes, and then she's like, "Well, what about Rhaenyra?" And so it it's gonna create like a chaotic experience after all of that. And I'm like, after they just made up for her to turn back around like this, they'll never, they'll never be eye to eye again. Like this is really it. Yeah, I mean, that's why this show is so compelling because shit happens that you're not expecting. And you know, yeah, but get hurt. I would say stressful, but overall, like you said, they set they're setting up this comp this they're setting up the rest of this season. Now, how many more episodes do we have though? We only have like two more episodes, no? Yeah, two more episodes. So what are your predictions for the end of the season? Um that Hall Hell's about to break loose. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's my rec- that's what I expect. Okay. Um I expect oh, the second thing I noticed in the previews was a random blonde baby that is probably Viserys's bastard. Oh, it's probably the baby. It might be the baby that was in her belly. Well, they put a I don't remember what they said, but they put a uh, they put a vocal piece to it that like alluded if you you can you just play it actually do you mind so what did she say she told me you wish for Egon to be king the king is dead none can know who you are or what you seek I found out something you should know the door remains shut until we finish our business Seizure and it's treason at the least. Let the people remember the ancient strength of House Targaryen. You never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne. Yeah, thank you. It was Laris saying, There's something I found for you, and then a baby in a dungeon. So I hope that's not. Uh, Rain Rainier's baby. I, I I assume that was one of the bas. That was a bastard that they found, because you know how Larys be on a creep, 
And then I didn't even re re remember Rainus talking to Allison. So I don't know what that's about. She's going to backstab. And then the last thing that I took away from that was um, the fact that, oh, them locking Rainier. So they're going to lock Rainier in somewhere while they're doing some, <clears throat> some bullshit. And Otto is like, Whoever that guy is that's on the council, the one who, like, never got promoted but was always there and wanted to talk about, like, you know, the small conflicts, he's like, bro, what are y'all doing? This is wrong. So um, we will start to see people who are, like, who are either, like, yeah, Viserys changed the rules, but this is our queen now. Let's rock with it. And people who are, like, nah, Hightower seemed like they got it going on. And then I'm so nervous about Amon and who he's gonna, who and what he's gonna do something to, um, because he's clearly training. He's not trained to be a knight. He's trained to be a fucking assassin. It's so yeah, clear. Amon's gonna be a problem, a big yeah. problem. So, yeah, that 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 was the episode. I feel like we um, wow. I really wanted it to go fast or this recap to go faster, but it didn't, and that and that's okay. And I'm glad we could get this episode done for y'all this week. Yeah. Anything else, Chanel? Before we get out of here. Um, just please, I, well, I, real quick, thank you so much for you guys who keep coming back every week, people who are listening, people who have told us the show is great, like, that's, that's mind-blowing, um, to our loyal people who keep coming back each week, like, it's amazing to have people listen week to week, and all I ask is that you guys actually follow us on social media, like, that would mean a lot to be able to translate that this following to that, um, especially because we're not sure 100% about the next parts of this podcast. So we hope it continues. But if it doesn't, we want to still be able to share with y'all like whatever is coming next. So with that said, follow me at Chanel Creating across all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And then also, um, and I do post some clips from the show, although I fall, fell off. And then um, you can email us at wewasdragonspod, P-O-D at gmail.com. And you can follow Brandon at that cool BLK nerd on Twitter and also at why so serious pod or why so serious podcast on Instagram. If you are looking, there's actually a few podcasts with that name. So it's one where the Avi is like a black background and like three brown ca ca cartoon characters. It's the Fugees, the score <laughs> album. <laughs> Please edit that out because I did not know that. You just lost your black card. I thought that was on our way, but I literally thought that was you cartoonified. Oh, no. It is, but it's in the theme of the oh. Fugees album. Yes. Oh, the the inspiration. Sure. I literally thought <laughs> this really looked. This really um is giving me. Oh, I guess it's also the Godfather. Duh. Duh. I was thinking this was like a Grand Theft Auto inspired. Listen, y'all. It's late. I had a long week, and I know I'm just we're just talking shit at this point. So thank you guys so much for listening, Brandon. Anything else from you? No. And that's that. Bye, right, guys. Peace out, my lords. Peace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.